You're listening to Nick Flanagan Weekly, and I'm Nick, and this is Nick Flanagan Weekly, and I hope you're happy with yourselves. Look at what you did. Kobe, gone. Ari Shafir, canceled. Democrats, in a mess. Canada, large and unpopulated. Hi, welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly, the show where I say things... Sometimes they make sense. Other times you're like, who? Follow me at Twitter. I'm a comedian. Wiped Privilege is my most recent album. I'm a writer. And I even did a voice. I even do acting. You can hear my voice on the Adult Swim short Wally Winter, by my sometime, uh, someone I'm very lucky to collaborate with, Pilot Red Sun. But that's not what this show is about. This show is not about my CV. This show is about the story of someone who sometimes goes into his room, turns on the computer, and starts talking. And you know what? I did some good, fun interviews this past weekend with a couple of people. Those will be coming up. Luisa Diaz, a uh, show producer, a live show producer out of New York, who also hosts a podcast, is going to be my guest this week. I'm really excited for it. I felt terrible that last week I only got my uh, chat with Anessa Frentowski up. I love talking to Anessa. It's just normally I do a few episodes a week. And last week it was like, no, no, I couldn't. You know, that's a thing is time gets away from me sometimes. And I'm like, excuse me. Time, I was supposed to board this bus and now I'm just waiting a little bit longer and I don't like it. Can we go backwards? But you can't. Can't go backwards. Except for Michael Jackson who could had a backwards walk. But at what cost? Well, here we are. New week. Goddamn Democratic Party is super embarrassing. What is happening I'm I'm Canadian, I shouldn't care, but like, what is this leadership race? How does it work? You go to Iowa, you like make, get in a bunch of different gangs. And then when someone doesn't have enough people in their gang, you go to like the next gang you wanted to be in. And then if everyone's, and then whoever's got the most people in their gangs wins it. But like, what does that even mean? You want Iowa and then there's like other places you go and this happens and then there's a leader. What is any of it? And they didn't even know how to count it. This is crazy. Stop doing it. Then Donald Trump did his state stake of the union tonight. It's crazy. It's nuts. He just goes out there and he just says, "Oh, every he lays it on so thick. It's uh, it's intense. You know the people who lay it on hard." squirt that aioli all over your face until you can't see anything. People who just smother you with their uh, good, them telling you all the good things they did, all their good intentions. Um, Yeah, that's right. I have a cat. He often comes in here and makes a noise. Even earlier today, I said, Manny, are are you going to come in? My room just watching TV. Uh, he'll come in and hang out. And uh, I know you're like, 
why is he talking about his cat? You haven't seen this cat. This cat, this cat has six paw, uh, fingers on every paw. Fingers? But toes? Look, I was in a, my band Wrong Hole has a song we haven't recorded yet. It's called Legs or Arms. And it asks the question, do, do animals with four, you, you know, quadrupeds, are, are, is there, are there legs and arms? Or is it all legs? I know on paper it's all legs, but like, really? Are they legs? Like, when you stand a cat up, it has arms. Legs or Arms by Wrong Hole. Please support the podcast at ko-fi.com slash Nick Flanagan. I want to shout out all the people who helped me. Sean is a very great supporter. Thank you, Sean. Claire. All the other nice people. Ryan. I really appreciate it. And the more the merrier, I say. So, yeah, whatever. The Trump is a... He's talking about all kinds of stuff. He's throwing it all at the... He's going to... He's going to make it seem... If he runs against Bernie Sanders, if that does happen, he's going... He, this might be how he does free health care. He just cuts Bernie off at the pass and says, You know what? I'm going to do free health care. But I'll do it in a weird way. And you know, the one thing is, if Donald Trump did free health care, I bet you he'd include cosmetic surgery. <laughs> I bring him up because I feel like he's a master of the gaslight, which is the popular term. The last little while seems like it's gone down a bit. And uh, I, I subscribe to a newsletter for a magazine um, called Additude, A-D-D-I-T-U-D-E. Additude. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's actually a very informative newsletter and magazine it's great if you want to find more about out more about adhd and add especially if you have kids and you want to find out about them and and what their needs are there's lots of articles about that and there's also articles for adult adhd in this case there was an article about gaslighting and adult adhd and i um haven't read it (laughs) but i read the detailed description and it said that Adult ADHD is, uh, people with that are very, uh, what's the word, uh, vulnerable to those who gaslight, whatever that means. And I guess it means people who do something to you but deny doing it, sort of like Secret Santas or Good Samaritans, Anonymous Good Samaritans, that's the ideal gaslighter. Those are positive gaslighters. Negative gaslighters would be someone like, say, probably Donald Trump's a good example. Um, Who else? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, let's say. Dr. Joseph Mengele. Uh, Will be my third gaslighting example. And that's actually... In very bad taste. But I'll continue to say it. Uh, I mean, I won't strike that from the record. I won't continue to say it. It's not going to be an ongoing running joke that Dr. Mangala is a gaslighter. You can't say stuff like that anymore. In the culture that we live in, this 
politically correct culture. Hey, you don't say that. Hey, you don't look at me. Hey, you without permission, you can't look at me in the eyes. So ADHD folk are apparently very prone to the dreaded gaslight. I, I I don't know. And it made me think, have I been? I have I have such a bizarre self-image and sense of self and self-esteem, all the things with self, that uh, I don't even... I'd have to really revisit situations to go, oh, I was actually right there and this person was gaslighting me. So it, it's hard for me to remember. I will say that I have had relationships in my life where I have specifically brought up the ADHD as a reason why something may have occurred or was difficult for me. And I was said, no, that can't be it. Don't use that as a defense. And in retrospect, I find that opinion very offensive. And to be borderline goose lachting. So that's the closest I got. But if you're listening and you have ADD, I want you to know that don't get gaslit. Could be something that you're prone to. So don't get it. Gaslit. Also, don't gaslight people. I. <laughs> but the ironic thing is I think that somebody who has ADHD and seems to be just barreling through life and being inconsiderate and then sometimes denying their a bad intention could be viewed as a gaslighter by the person who they have hurt. So, I don't know. You then have to convince them that it really is not something you intended to do. And uh, if they don't believe you, they may think you're still gaslighting them. It's a, it's a maelstrom of confusion, I tell you, and I haven't figured out who done it. It's a mystery to be solved. And I'm still getting my detective license. I skipped a comedy show today. I didn't cancel on it. Just as a fun show I like doing. It's just like a little five-minute set. It's, it's a good time. It's a goofy thing. But I said, no, no, no thank you. I'm going to stay in. Because I've been reading this book. Uh, what's it called again? Um, it is called um, uh, it's called Daily Rituals How Artists Work by Mason Curry. Uh, and it is a book I was recommended. And uh, I thought it was really cool. It's It's got a uh, long series of uh, examples, uh, descriptions of the work ethic and habits of, of various notable writers mostly, but also composers, artists. Uh, scientists, mathematicians, some directors, 
Uh, and uh, it's it's just really interesting. And uh, someone suggested I wa- I read it at New Year's, and it was a great thing to do in what I call prep January. Prep January is not um, it's not a real month, you know. We worry, oh, January is a real month. No, it's not. January is like the prep when you go to the gym, the part where you're stretching, which I don't do at the gym, but I should. And that's why reading it in this month of prep was great because it was sort of grinding a few concepts into me, grinding them. And one of them, when I was reading all this, it's like everybody's getting up before nine all these thinkers and they're going to bed at nine or ten. Nights are devoted to wine with friends at dinner or carousing. And I thought, well, my work ethic today could be better served by being at home doing a few things than going out of you know, out of the house, down the street, all the way to the place, the bar, maybe having a drink. And then what? Then what, I ask you. So I stayed in, went to the gym, did uh, some stuff I forgot, got some to-do list things done, and uh, now I'm recording this podcast late, but I'm still recording it, so that feels freaking good. Um, so yeah, uh... What I'm trying to say, the, the, the daily rituals are also kind of weird because a lot of them are like about how much these artists loved cigarettes and were constantly smoking. So you don't want to take everything they do and, and just apply it to your life. Or they would sleep in these three-hour interview intervals. Did you know Buckminster Fuller was known to most as Bucky? Did you know that uh, Leo Tolstoy was... Uh, not someone you wanted to talk to before he had his coffee and washed. So, these are just some of the things I learned in the book, Daily Rituals, How Artists Work by Mason Curry. Did you see that picture of Jeff Bezos and Lizzo? I saw it. And you know what I said? I just got my DNA test. I just got Lizzo's DNA test. She's 99% that biosh and 1% a tool of the 1%. Just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just saying something to the audience that I hope they like a lot. I'm just saying something to the audience. Please don't make me be shot Ari Shafir is cancelled the comedian Ari Shafir did a video or something where he said oh Kobe he said bad things about Kobe Bryant the late talented basketball player Kobe Bryant and everyone got mad. I mean, he said not really jokes, just like hateful things, which is kind of his thing. Not defending it. His thing is that he says like incredibly rude stuff, and his audience knows that he's saying it 
because to say things is not a crime or necessarily hurtful physically. So he says these things and he does these things. And uh, everyone got mad. His talent agency dropped them. Shows have been canceled. I think he has a <laughs> probably fairly large sports fan following. So some of them were probably mad. And uh, I mean, it's it's really funny seeing the difference between people making jokes about, well, I don't know, name whoever, you know, what's his name, that kid, David, whatever, Hoge, the gun, you know, advocate, kid, who's probably pretty mad that Greta Thunenbeard is uh, in the news. He's like, hey, I thought I, me and the shaved head lady were supposed to be the famous kids who, who are, have morals. Now Greta... She should invite us to speak with her. We'd be a dream team. Anyway, people were talking mad smack about that guy. People talk mad smack about Greta. Um, you know, they apologize, but it's not they don't lose their jobs. But as soon as you go after a dead sportsman, all bets are off. You haven't you know how many people like sports? All bets are on. How much do you want to bet? I bet 500 million people like sports. What do you want to bet? What's your numbers? Email weeklypodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. So Ari Shafir says this, and let's see what's going on uh, with Ari Shafir now. Um, Bro Bible wrote an article said finding the middle ground on Ari Shafir in the wake of his Kobe Bryant comments and then the Jewish news says um, that New York Comedy Club canceled a performance by him uh, He and he guess he did a video saying he said Kobe Bryant died 23 years too late And uh, you know when the Jewish news is mad at you and you're Jewish, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble, mister. Oh, and, um, yeah, but he, he released a statement basically saying, look, I do this. I know it seems horrible, but my fans know what I'm doing. They like it. This is what I do when anyone dies. I make a mean joke. I make fun of everybody I know. They all have to deal with it. And I guess I do the same thing. It's just that my little group of people is a little smaller now. But here's an interesting story. I, uh, you know, because Ari Ar Shafir, the first time I saw someone get really mad about Ari Shafir, <laughs> actually it was me when I went to a show in like 2007 in LA. I was, I was on a show. Went to this place, M Bar, and I guess he was hosting a, sh 
a show before then. M Bar was where this really famous comedy show called Comedy Death Ray, uh, and then Comedy Bang Bang is what it became, uh, where it started. And so M Bar to me, I'd never been to, and I heard it was so awesome. And I go there, nobody's there. Ari is yelling at the crowd, being mean. I have no idea what what's going on. So I'm just kind of like, what is this dick? And then, whatever. I wasn't mad. I was just like, what the hell is this? And then on some message board I was on, people were really mad about something he did called The Amazing Racist, where he would do sketches like a guy would be selling people. Well, they were. I think they they were all fake, but he, they made them sort of reality style. And they would do one where like, Guys are selling oranges at the side of the highway, and he gets immigration to deport them. You know, like, basically does a citizen's arrest on them. And then I was doing a commercial with the ShamWow guy. I was hired once by the ShamWow guy, Vince Offer, to be in his commercial, Sticky. I will, I will link to the video, the gag reel I, I was in, the extended version. And uh, this was years ago. And there were all these people kicking around. Uh, Theo Vaughn was in there for a day. The comedian Theo Vaughn was in there for a day to, like, punch up whatever this was. Um, Dante, who was a uh, last comic standing impressionist, was, like, his go-to writer for this commercial for Sticky, which was basically a a new product by the Shamwell guy that was like super leaning into Jewishness. And uh, at one point there was a Jewish star made of pennies that Sticky, which was a uh, lint roller, picked up. Anyway, Vince was very nice to me. Always, you know, at, at like uh, lunches, he'd say, Nick, come over here. You know, come sit with me and the gang. Let's talk. And uh, I, uh, he called me into his his train. <laughs> what is it? His trailer. And uh, he's like, "Here, look at what I'm wor- working on." And the reason this all came to me is because I'm looking at Arshafir's um, whatever movieography, and the movie that Vince Offer showed me is here. It's called In. Appropriate comedy, and Vince is like, "Here's here's my newest movie." Because Vince offer of the Shamwow Sticky Slap Chop fame, the infomercial guy, maybe you know who he is. Uh, he actually turns out like a lot of people. He first wanted to be in comedy. He told me he'd wanted he'd been offered a chance to like pitch to In Living Color when that came out, and. Uh, I think most of those infomercials were actually made to basically have a commercial for the movie he made, the comedy movie he made before Inappropriate Comedy. So he shows me Inappropriate Comedy. He shows me this scene. It was Ari Fleischer as the um, amazing racist, being just racist to a bunch of people in a Hasidic uh, grocery store. And I'll tell you, I, I, I do find that. Super miserable. The whole thing is just miserable. Uh, 
because it's one of those things where the concept is there and it's kind of like a funny like thing to do on a dare but then because it's like a comedy bit it should have lots of hilarious writing within it but it's sort of the same thing over and over again i'm not saying he's not funny he's just ari shafir he does his thing you know but now he's in trouble so that's my long discussion of someone a lot of you might not even know who he is and honestly i don't think anyone who likes my stuff is going to be a humongous ari shafir fan but uh that being said i also know people who are friends with him so you know, I'm not, like, full-on hating this guy. I just am, like... Uh, it's sort of this interesting extension of the whole concept of cancel culture. Is like, just when people are sick of your shit. You know? <laughs> like, you have to know the difference between when you're being censored and when people are just being like, oh, my God, I just realized I am sick of what you're doing. <laughs> It's not that that's what's happening, but it seems like that's kind of what happened here. I mean, Louis C.K. is still getting booked places. And that's because, unfortunately or fortunately, his audience remains. They're not sick of his shit yet. Maybe if he, like, beats off in front of everyone's wife and they don't, he didn't ask, then they'll be sick of his shit. Booty Tang, too. Maybe they'll be sick of his shit. Pooty Tang, 2.5 director's cut. Maybe they'll be sick of his shit. Wow. I'm just babbling. Wow. How many of you remember that that was Flavor Flav's thing he said during Flavor of Love? Wow. It's amazing. And just go watch Flavor of Love 3. Better TV than you're going to see... There hasn't it hasn't been bested. Fleabag's the closest. <laughs> it's come to that. I don't know. I got more stuff to say, but maybe I'll save it for a different episode. This has been a nice long one. So I'm just gonna say if it's hard for you right now, and I'm talking to you, Ari Shafir too, don't worry. It's gonna be okay. There's a reason for everything. Now, the reason for some bad things might be because we suck. And that's why this is... No. You're great. I'm great. We're going to have a wonderful life together on a small island, feeding each other by hand. We go... We have gone from prep January, and now we are fully in... No Flex February. No Flex February. That's what I'm talking about. Have yourself a good day. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly.